welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Monday, April 19th, and it was a pretty mellow day to start the week. How did the markets move out there today? So we got a mixed bag out of the market today. Finally, some broad-based weakness, but nothing too drastic just yet. What really held the market up today were the big banks who reported great earnings last week. I'm looking at Morgan Stanley, Citi, and Wells Fargo. Tech was weak for the most part, but we saw a major sell-off across the semiconductor space as they're finally giving up the strength they've been showing in the midst of this worldwide chip shortage. There was very limited strength in tech, really just the big guys, Apple, Google, and Netflix, that were able to hold on and close green today. Other than that, it was a broadly weak day. The S&P closed down just a half a percent. Not much underlying strength out there, though, which suggests we could see weakness continue throughout the rest of the week. You cannot count this unrelenting market out just yet, though. Bitcoin was down as much as 14% and dropped to 51K over the weekend as a massive power outage in China caused the crypto to plunge. It has since bounced back to 55,000. But what caused that power outage in China? So there was a major blackout in China's Xinjiang region over the weekend, and this brought eyes to a major flaw in the crypto. While its main advantage is its decentralized basis, the mining of the cryptocurrency is not. It's still very focused to a few regions, Xinjiang being one of those. The power outage caused a sharp drop to hash rates. Hash rates are a measure of the processing capacity of the entire Bitcoin network, and it determines the power required by miners to produce new Bitcoins. When the hash rate suddenly drops, it slows transactions and makes it harder to move coins to exchanges for sale. So the domino effect of power outages causing the sharp drop in hash rates could have spooked some investors into taking profits, leading to the 14% down move over the weekend. This news comes a couple days after Turkey's central bank banned the use of cryptos for purchases on Friday, which is just a slew of negative headlines all at once. Bitcoin's recovered since, as you mentioned, it's back up to around 55K currently, and it's still up 89% on the year. These types of moves are still within the bounds of what's considered normal volatility within the Bitcoin market. The Chinese government has been outright critic of Bitcoin since they cracked down on crypto trading in 2017. Late last night, though, China double backed and actually said they're now looking at Bitcoin as an investment alternative, which A, is a huge turnaround for the country's message, which should be a tailwind going forward, and B, is what likely led to the rebound we've seen today. They haven't come all the way around to looking at Bitcoin as a currency per se, but they did recognize its viability as an investment alternative. So overall, some good news, some bad news for the crypto market. That volatility is certainly not for the weak hearted. We continue to see one of the strongest housing markets of all time, and it's having ripple effects. Lumber prices continue to soar today. Futures went limit up, raising 3%, and are now up more than 50% on the year. What's going on here? Should we expect this price action on building materials to continue higher? So when you hear folks complain about the Federal Reserve saying there's no inflation in the market, these are the types of stats they point to. Building materials have skyrocketed along with the housing market this year. There's a historically low amount of supply in the market right now, coupled with pent-up demand. Right now, it's about 60 bucks for a sheet of plywood nationally, when it was around 30 35 bucks this time last year, which is a huge leap. Rising wood costs have added an average $24,000 to the price of new U.S. homes just this year. There's actually a record amount of homes that have been bought and are awaiting construction as buyers are holding out for material costs to come down to build their house, which is just insane to me. Could you imagine buying a house, agreeing on plans, and waiting a year to build it? How much longer can we see this sort of frenzy buying out of the housing market? I'm not sure personally, but we've seen mortgage rates tick up. 
along with the amount of home refinances slowing, which could suggest that housing demand could begin to taper off. But again, there's a record low supply out there and buyers are still hungry. So I'd imagine we see this continue at least through year end. Once the Fed finally raises rates could be the catalyst for some normalization, but we're not expecting that news through the end of 2023. So we'll have to keep an eye on these stats going forward. Shake, we got a few earnings to kick off the week. Let's start with IBM. Did the company finally find its footing here? Solid report out of IBM as they beat on the top and bottom line. The stock seemed to really like the report as they're currently surging about 4% after hours. It's actually the first sales growth they've seen after four straight quarters of decline, which shows management is making the structural changes needed to get the company on the right track once again. Most of their core business was pretty in line with flat growth year over year. Where they really won was their hybrid cloud market, which is where they're focusing for growth. The IBM hybrid cloud allows companies to connect with public cloud providers with private cloud infrastructure. This equates to key benefits around control, speed, security, and costs. They saw a strong growth in this segment with increased client adoption, which led to a 21% boost in their year-over-year cloud revenue. So it seems IBM has their focus in all the right places as this stock continues to advance after hours. And how about United Airlines? Did its results differ from Delta's last week? We've seen most sectors show pretty great bounce backs in their earnings so far this quarter, with airlines being the ugly duckling who still have ways to go. Delta was the first airline to report, as you mentioned last week, and they were straight up dreadful. And this is what we should anticipate out of airline reports this year, as most are still hemorrhaging cash on the daily. United missed on both top and bottom lines, even with analyst expectations looking slim. Their revenue is down about 60% year over year. They're expecting second quarter capacities to be down about 45% compared to 2019's Q2 before the pandemic. The astronomical rise in gas prices so far this year with an unequal amount of reopening and traveling is definitely not helping the industry. They are ramping up their international network as they're adding more locations like Croatia, Greece, and Iceland to be flown directly out of the U.S. as they prepare for more reopening travel. The stock is pretty flat after hours, so this news could definitely have been priced in as, as it's no shock to anyone that airlines are still feeling the brunt of the pandemic across the board. Alrighty, Shake. Well, that's a wrap for today. It's a busy week for earnings as we'll see numbers from Netflix, Chipotle, and Snap. But we'll talk again tomorrow after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.